Hi, this is Renee Christensen, author of Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and I am here with Rebecca today, and I'm very excited. We're going to get to talk about prayer, and I hope that this is a hopeful, encouraging episode that just inspires you to want to spend even more time talking to God about our kids, because God's in charge of everything. He's God Almighty, and He likes it when we pray, and Two of the major things that we're discipling our kids about as believers is reading their Bibles and praying, right? So kind of need to talk about this one. (laughs) We do. We do. And kids, they, they come out and they are not perfect. They are little sinners from the very beginning. And there are lots of reasons to pray for them. Yep. It was interesting because as I was doing a Bible study with a bunch of ladies this week, one of the things that the book study was talking about as we're going through Lamentations was our collective treason against God. <laughs> that was the phrase <laughs> that he had used with our sin. And they come out and they are just little, they they have committed treason just like the rest of us. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so praying for our kids, it is something that we definitely need to do. Um and it's something that I have found that as I've gone and taught and spoken to people, Prayer is something that a lot of people actually don't feel incredibly comfortable doing. Um, the average person says that they feel like they can pray for three to five minutes before they run out of things to say. And there are so many things that we can pray for our kids that, you know, you could pray for an hour just from the appendix in my book for your kids. So just at least. Yeah. <laughs> and prayer, it unlocks the power of heaven, Right. And Jesus wants us to pray. Think about how often, okay, so I'm reading through the gospels right now and how often Jesus spent time in prayer. Jesus, who was fully human and fully God. And yet he woke up early to go pray. Whenever he was exhausted and went away to go rest and have compassion for those people and fed the 5,000, then he went and spent most of the night in prayer. He spent 40 days in the wilderness. I mean, Jesus spent a lot of time talking to God. And if Jesus spent that much time talking to God, we definitely need to to spend a lot of time talking to God. (laughs) Because we're not perfect. (laughs) We are not perfect. And the amazing thing is, this is what just blows my mind, seriously, still. If the King of England or the president or whoever was to call me, and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you. You can ask me for things. I can give them to you. I want to talk to you and have a relationship with you. Not only that, I want to talk to you several times throughout the day. Would I be like, wow, that's amazing. They want to talk to me. Yeah. Okay. Can, I come, can I come spend the whole day with you? Uh, yeah. And they, they and hang us. out. Exactly. Exactly. And how many, how many people would be like, oh my goodness. The or moms, if we want something to relate to, you know, Kate Middleton says she's showing up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're jumping. <laughs> your favorite movie star, your favorite, you know, whatever. Yep. And they wanted to spend the day talking to you. How excited would you be? Yes. Okay. But we have God yeah. who put everyone in the place that he put them in. He and I put, think we get so hung up with thinking because it is God, right? Yes. It and is. it is in that spiritual heavenly realm. And so we don't necessarily do the best job at thinking things through with the spiritual lens where we're seeing that invisible 
war that's taking mm-hmm. place. It is, yeah. But prayer is not this mystical, no, magical, not magical at all. No, thing. It is no. a communication and a relationship, just like you and I are talking, right? Yeah, you and I could spend hours. We can <laughs> talking <laughs> we have. about anything and everything. We have, <laughs> and we love it, and we're excited about when we get to spend time together. We miss each other when we don't get to spend time together, and that's what it is with God with prayer. It's not. Prayer is just a label that we use for the relationship and the time that we get one-on-one. That conversation that we can that have. conversation. And yes. not only can we have a conversation, you and I can talk, mm-hmm. but I have no power. <laughs> you and I can talk, but I don't own the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, God. You do not hold my children's heart in your hands. I don't know. You don't hold our political leaders. No, but God does, right? And he He wants us to pray. And he wants us to pray prayers that are furthering his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And those are prayers that he wants to answer. It's just like whenever I tell people that you're wanting to spend more time with God, the first thing you should do is ask God to give you that desire, to keep that desire uh, on a a light inside of you so that you are so you miss it when you don't get to spend that time with him and you don't get to talk to him and when you don't get to yeah. read the Bible. So well, um, it's anyway. interesting that you were mentioning that you've been studying with Jesus and prayer in the gospels. I, in my quiet time have been in the book of Job <laughs> <laughs> and Job was praying all throughout this book where he was talking to God and he was mm-hmm. saying, answer me. I yes. want to hear. And, and it was that, and he was very honest with the Lord and you know, his friends were not very encouraging in that moment. And they were attempting to tell him what God was saying to him. And I think it's important, even in the example that we have of Job, when we're praying with the Lord, we need to make sure we're hearing from God himself and not everyone else's opinions of what God is telling us. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can do that is by having quiet, one-on-one time with the Lord. And by knowing what his word says, because many of the things that I pray are things that scripturally, I know that God wants us to have in our lives. And therefore I know that I, that he wants those to be in my children's lives. Speaking of, (laughs) as I hold up your book, um, she has this lovely appendix. Um, those of you who are listening, I know you can't see it, which is why you need to go to, um, Amazon or wherever you buy your books, but I think that's all primarily on Amazon right now. And you need to um, go order your book so that you can hold it and see it as you're listening to this. <laughs> so Appendix B, it starts on page 244 in the back. For those of you who do have it, you can go ahead. If you want to go grab your your copy, hit pause. Um, appendix B, it's on page 244, 245, 46, 47. <laughs> 248. Okay. <laughs> like guys. I said, you can pray for a long time just from you using the appendix. <laughs> um, but Prayers for Kids literally covers basically two, two full pages. Um, you know, if we take out some of the top. But there's tons of examples on here of things categorically that you can pray for your children, specific things that you can pray for your children. Um, because here's the thing. If we're talking first about, you know, praying for our kids interceding on their behalf yeah because that's what it is it is um 
we've all been given spiritual gifts. Um, one of the spiritual gifts is discernment. Mm-hmm. And the Lord gives us, you know, oftentimes we call it mother's intuition. And the Lord gives us that. And sometimes we don't need to immediately jump on it with our kids, especially as they get older. We need to take time to pray mm-hmm. and intercede because I have seen time and time again, especially um, as we're praying for our spouse. There have been times when the Lord has shown me something, but it would not be right of me mm-hmm. to say something at the time. And I needed to take it to the Lord. And God has moved and worked in Gideon's life without me having to say a thing. Yes. And God works in our children's lives in the same way. And whenever the they first way. are born, they can't pray for themselves. <laughs> They're not believers later on. And, you know, we teach them to pray and we do all this, but as their parents, we know more, we understand more, and we need to be standing there in that gap and praying for them. Because they're in a battle. They are in a battle and they are children, you know, and God actually loves them even more than we do. And he wants us to be praying for our children. And we have such a unique opportunity to pray. I mean, as mothers, we carry them in our womb. Mm -hmm. We knew them before anyone else Mm -hmm. besides God. We got to intimately know them in ways that nobody else did. We felt their every little movement. Um, I was just telling Gideon the other night. I remember Priscilla and James, they interacted with me so differently in the womb and now seeing them do it on the outside of like, oh my goodness. You know, and those, um, my sister has also adopted a son and for him, she was actually able to pray for even longer than her own children because mm-hmm. they knew that they wanted to adopt and they had that waiting time before they could adopt, before they had the paperwork done, the and money. God and God knew exactly who he was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we don't even have to know. I encourage even people that are like, well, I don't have kids yet. Great. (laughs) Start (laughs) praying now. Start praying now and pray for the kids in your community. The kid, everybody has a child in their life. They all do. You know, whether it's your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, your children at church, children in the schools near you, we can be praying for children and we should be. They matter to God. We don't have a specific, but we can pray through that they would be used mightily for the yes. kingdom of God, that yes. they would walk with the Lord, that they would love and serve him for all of their days. That they So would that honor- is a prayer that I pray every single night with my children, actually. That's pretty much every night I include that in our prayer That because I want my children to be used mightily in God's kingdom because that's what really matters is God's kingdom. And I want them to be, I want them to finish their race well like Paul says, I want them to be intentional in what they're doing. I want them to know God and love him so much. And I want them to love others so much. And so I just, that's something I always pray because I don't want them to waste their time on earth with earthly things. I want them to instead be working towards what towards what God would have them to work towards. And so that's something that from the very beginning, actually, I always pray that for my kids, that he would use them mightily in his kingdom. So. I think that's amazing because like every night when I'm praying with my kids, because there's two different ways that we can be praying. If we're talking with our kids, there's two kind of different ways that I think of that we can be praying. One is in our own quiet time when we're going to the Lord. 
Yes. Hard and heavy. Yes. <laughs> with those things that we know individually or collectively for our kids that we know. Things needs- that could be discouraging for them. Like right. specifically sin areas that we're seeing. Yes, I'm going to let them know, but nobody grows by being constantly badgered. No. You know, that they don't need to be knocked down all the time. They need to be corrected. They need to be encouraged. Right. But I can spend a whole lot of time talking to God about it compared mm-hmm. to the amount of time that I can spend talking to my kids about it to the point where it would be berating them. Exactly. And instead I can encourage them and say, God can help you get through this. Let's look at scriptures about this. And then to God, I can be like, Oh God, did you help help me please help my child. And then what we get to do is like at night when I'm praying with my kids, you know, I'm not praying specifically at night with the children, Lord help them to obey instead of disobey. Right. That's not what I'm focusing on when they're going to bed at night. Usually the phrase that I'm using is Lord, For James, for Priscilla, I ask that you would help them come to know you at an early age as their Lord and Savior, that they would love and serve you for all of their days, have a mighty impact in the kingdom, and many would come to know you as a result of the testimony of their lives. Help me to parent them better tomorrow than I did today. Yes. And, And they're hearing every night that I'm praying those general but very specific things and they know mommy is praying for them mm-hmm. and they're hearing it and it's important for kids to know specifically that we're praying for them it is and I also pray out loud for my children um besides just whenever I do their nighttime prayer so when I walk down the hall a lot of times I'll be praying for them often trying to do it all the time actually but I specifically pray things that I want them to know are important. So that would be like whenever I'm praying that they would um, show love to others because, I, you know, God said that that was when Jesus was on earth, he said the most important commandment is to love God and then to love others as yourself. So certain things that I want them to know are important to me and know are important to God and certain things that I really, really want to see, I make sure that I'm praying those things as well. Specifically love. I do that one all the time. And that's what's amazing is we don't have to come up with stuff that we need to pray for our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the Bible. We do. That gives us so many examples of things that we can pray for our children. So one of the things um, is, again, from your book <laughs> in the appendix B, is could you give us an example, Renee? Like in here you list um, on 245, kind of in the middle. You say, may they confess their sins quickly. Can you give me an example of what praying scripture on confessing their sins quickly, what that would look like for you as you're praying down the hall or whatever you're doing, what would that look like for you? So I, the reason I pray that prayer is because I don't want a sin to become a stronghold in their life. I don't want it to be something that they repeat over and over where they are becoming hardened to that sin. Mm-hmm. And so I want those sins to be confessed very quickly. And in the Bible, it does say that we're supposed to confess our sins to one another. And so that's one of the reasons that I do pray that for them, um, because I know that sin can start off, you know, smaller, and then it just grows and grows and grows, and you can become more and more desensitized to it. 
And I don't want that to happen for my kids. It's the same reason I also pray. One of the things I pray in there is that they're going to get caught in their sin because if they don't confess their sin quickly and their conviction isn't enough, I pray that every time they're going to be caught because I want to see them when they're sinning so that we can talk about scripturally why that's a sin so that they can see that I still love them. I don't want them to be well into the depths of sin before I know it. So uh, that's And that's the other thing that I do with my children personally is that if they confess their sins to me and are repentant for their sins, their discipline is always less because I would much rather have, I want to see their heart being repentant yeah. and I want to see them change. And I mean, the whole point of confessing your sin, the whole point of getting caught in your sin is to stop sinning, right? And so if they're confessing and they're changing and they're stopping that is a good thing. <laughs> That's what I want to be happening. And so their discipline is not going to be the same as if they don't confess their sin and I end up finding their sin. It's going to be a different consequence because at that point, they're further along in their sin. They haven't been convicted and they need a change in their heart. More correction. They do. They do. Yeah. They need a more serious consequence for that. So you mentioned the verse, um, and it was found, I think, in James 5, 16. I was looking up to make sure I had, because references aren't always my strong suit. Um, but it was the confess your sins one to another, pray for one another, sins, uh-huh. that you may be healed. And yeah. so if I understood everything correctly, it would look something like. And if the other one is, if he can, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So yes, both of those. I don't remember the reference, but yes, (laughs) I I recognize the verse. So it, it would look something like Lord, as James is walking throughout his day today, I ask that um, if he sins, that you would help him to be convicted Mm -hmm. and confess this sin quickly so that he can be healed and he can obtain forgiveness and, um, you already offer that forgiveness to him. So I ask that you would help him to confess quickly. Um, Is that an example of of what you're Mm -hmm. talking about? It sure is. Yes. And if I also, you know, as you say, mother's intuition, there are times, oh, I have seven children. And so the culprit is not always obvious whenever we are aware of things that are happening. And so then I might also very specifically pray God, I pray that whoever it is that is stealing all of the chocolate covered raisins that we're using for potty training would be seen, <laughs> would be found out, you know, yeah. like, so because they would be like, caught in their yes, sin because and not get was, away with it. Yeah. Because everybody's like, no, I didn't do it. And didn't do it. Didn't do it. I'm like, well, somebody did. <laughs> you know, so God show us who. <laughs> yeah. And he will, because he doesn't delight in sin. No. No, he does not. And he wants us to have soft, tender hearts. He does. And um, that's where instead of we're, we're, we're set up, God has given us the role to disciple our kids. And, and in many times there's the discipline aspect, but we are not the Holy Spirit No, for our children. Um, that, that role is God's. And so when we, I love when you say, help them to be caught. Show us who it is because he, he can do that. He can, he, he can place that conviction in their heart that just burns. I mean, I have at times mm-hmm. prayed 
that people would not be able to sleep well or peacefully or be at rest until they make a situation right or that they um and then ultimately that it would all be according to as the lord wants well i have one child who really never does anything externally wrong she's one of those children that was just incredibly well behaved um and wanted to do the right thing. But I did, I prayed that if there was sin in her life, that she would be convicted, that she would confess it. And we were doing the laundry and I was sitting beside her and she said, mom, I know that I look like I never sin, but inside my heart, I know that I have a lot of pride. And we were able to have this conversation about pride because she confessed it to me. It wasn't something that I would have seen in her life because it did not display externally. But it was something yeah. that because the Holy Spirit convicted her of it, we were able to have a conversation that I wouldn't have known that she was struggling with. And that's the other reason. I know this is about prayer, but this is the other reason that I really do not get upset whenever my children, I'm I'm so determined that if they confess their sins, I will not be shocked. And the reason mm. that I'm so determined is because I want them to tell me. I don't want my child to feel like they can ever not call me. Because they might go out and do something really stupid one day and they might need me to come and get them. And I know that something like that in their life can happen. I want to be able to point them towards God. I want to be able to, the whole point of confessing a sin is to help them. Yes, And we are, we're supposed to be showing grace to them just like God does. Not that there's never a consequence for their actions. God's not shocked by our behavior. Mm Mm-mm. He's so not. And like, shouldn't. like whenever we caught the person that was, um, stealing the chocolate covered raisins, they didn't get dessert for the, whenever the next time that we got dessert, they didn't get it because that was their, that was a reasonable consequence for their actions. And so it's not that there's not a consequence, but the point of it is not, not to berate, not to be little, but instead to point them towards Jesus and his love. Because the whole point of if it's something that is discipline or correction oriented is not the emphasis is not the discipline. It's not the correction. It's the restored relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord and with the people around them. Yes. Because God, that's what he wants. And um, that goes back to, I mean, in here you've got, may they love others as themselves. Yes. May they respect parents, authority figures, and others. May they be with a happy heart. May they have soft answers. May they not have inappropriate anger. <laughs> yes, the soft answers and appropriate anger, that goes together. Um, draw them to you so they desire to spend time with you. Produce character, perseverance, endurance in their lives. Uh, may they do everything for your glory. May they have a biblical worldview and not be deceived by lies. There's so many areas that we can pray through. Renee, I'm a busy mom. I'm working. I have two toddlers. I'm very active and serving and volunteering um, in the church and the community. How do I remember what to pray for my kids? Because there's so many things. And, um, you know, they're just, what are some ideas and ways that we can Keep ourselves accountable and make sure that we're doing this. Okay. So one thing that I try to do, like I said, I try to always pray when I walk down the hallway, there are habits that I try to do 
and instill and everybody's is going to be different. For some people it might be when they're washing dishes. For some people it might be, I associate prayer with different activities to make sure that I do it. The, another okay. thing that I do is that I set a timer on my phone and it goes off every 15 minutes. And that reminds me to pray at that point. Um, as far as being able to keep up with what to pray, I have done that all different ways. I used to keep a box. It was great. And I would flip my cards and then I had kids and the kids knocked the box over and I hate playing 52,000 card pickup. So that yep. way is gone. Now I have a phone. I keep my prayer request on my phone. And so literally I'm able to, when I have time to pray, pick up my phone and pray. But I always do have at this season in my life, an extended time of prayer with my quiet time. And during that time, I always pray with my kids. So I pray with my kids then. Eric and I pray for our kids at night before we go to bed. And then I pray throughout the day as I see things. And I do have these lists because it is, these are things that I make sure that I pray for through. Um, and so just, it's not that I pray for this every day, all of these. No, I'll go through and I'll, you know, pray for the first five, the next five, the next five. There's certain things I do pray every day, other things that I don't pray every day. And that's different for each of my children because there are some kids that I do pray certain things for every day that I don't have the need to pray for my other kids in the same way. So, right. but no, just amazing. being able mom, to put it into a habit, you know, something that you can remember. Um, no, my mom had like a calendar chart mm-hmm. on like praying for your kids. Um, at church, I've picked up some little, you know, they're in my Bible and they're categories that you can pray for your kids. Um, and um, shortly, we're excited that you're going to be putting out a resource that parents can get a hold of, that they can have something. So, yes, and keep, then you can stay use that resource. It's coming. <laughs> that um, is coming soon. So that's exciting. But I just, I think it's so encouraging that this isn't something we have to be perfect in. Yes. Um, but it is a incredible opportunity that we've been given from the Lord to intercede specifically yes. for not just their actions, but their souls. And yes. And, and the thing that you said reminded me of, we talked about mom guilt earlier. Our mm-hmm. prayer time does not have, to, we do not have to sit here and pray through all, however many things are on this list. <laughs> that is not the point of it. The point of it is to pray for your kids. The Holy spirit is going to help you to be guided and yes. how to pray for them. This list is here to give you reminders. And as you're reading this list, the Holy Spirit's going to, something's going to stand out to you and going to be like, oh, I need to be praying that for my kids right now. Right. And that's because the Holy Spirit does that. But these, the prayers that we pray are based on scripture. You know, the things that are here, they're based on things from the Bible. And so that's, yeah, because we want to be praying in God's will yeah. and we want our kids to follow him. So well, more on this topic later, because I think prayer is just something that is so encouraging that we can focus on um, in every area of life and how much we can disciple our kids yes. just through prayer. Yes, because we really just touched on a very small sliver today, praying yeah. specifically for our kids. There is so much more that we can pray for. One of my favorite things to pray is to praise God for who he is. So yes. I also have a different appendix about that because it's something that's so valuable to me. So yeah. anyway, well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate, I always love talking to you, you know, so 
Thank you very much. And um, if y'all don't already have a copy of Training Them Wisely Discipling Kids, pick it up at Amazon and check it out.